Welcome to a Backyard Ultra podcast. In this episode, Kevin Brick Heaton came on. Brick is one of the race directors for the upcoming race, Brick's Backyard Ultra. So we talked about that as well as his running journey. Here we go. Yeah, so uh, Brick, how are you going? I'm going very well, thank you. And you? Yeah, good, thanks. Good. Um, yeah, I guess it's only a couple of weeks till uh, the inaugural Brick's Backyard Ultra. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's all all coming together, come together very, very, very well. And it's, um, it's all exciting stuff for the first Sydney-based, proper Sydney Basin-based um, Backyard Ultra, which is cool. Yeah, it sure is. Um, so you, you are Brick. You're the, the guy who the race is named after. So, I mean, you've obviously been, you're obviously a runner. Uh, how long have you been running for? Um, I did. I've been running basically since I was at school, really, and then stopped running for a little while to um, just do party things when I was in my twenties, and then started running again, and then just decided to. Oh, I tried a few um, adventure races with some friends when I was in my mid twenties, and I did that for a while. Then I moved to triathlons and. Ironman triathlons and then met um, one of the legends of this sport, Paul Every. I don't know if anybody knows Paul Every, but he's he's done like, I think it's about 38 Ironman Australias and things like that. He's run across Australia. He's um, He used to be the race director for Costa Cozzi. Um, so I met him and he got me into ultras. So... Yeah, um, I've done them for quite a long time now. <laughs> yeah, and, and you've done a lot of ultras. Um, we were talking before, like I think early two thousands, you did your first ultra. My first ultra was, um, yeah, it will be early two thousands. I did my my very first ultra was actually trail walker, mm. um, and it was with a group, and that's I I actually got Paul Every into that um, into our team because one of the people got injured during training and two weeks out, I asked Paul if he wanted to join our team. And, um, and I said, sure. And I'd, so I'd just done in the March before that I'd done six foot track. And then I jumped up to the hundred K with the team. And that was, I, I thought that was a good fun. And he was, he'd already done two fat asses on coast to Cozzy. And I said, I'm thinking of doing Costa Cosby. And he said, when we we finished and we were drinking champagne after the 100K, and he said, so how do you feel? I said, pretty good. And he said, could you run back? And I goes, well, let's finish this glass of champagne. We'll do it. And he goes, so you could? And I said, sure. So he said, oh, all right. And he let me enter. So after somebody had only ever done 100K and a six-foot track, he lets me into um, Costa Cosby, which was pretty good. And that year I came fourth, I think it was, in my first year, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I did notice that you did for um, Costa Cozzi. It looked like it was your first year of running ultras. So I thought, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's kind of unique, but most people can't get in now because it's um, it's very getting quite popular. So. Oh, yeah. Cool. And I've, a, only, yeah. I've only finished it like 12 times, so it's... Um, it's it's getting good it's good fun lots of people it's like a family as yeah. i've said quite a few times before it's very much like a family it's not it's not like you're racing people you help each other the whole way along uh, it's good fun you know so yeah well it's definitely an iconic race it's like 
nearly everyone I know who runs ultras wants to do it and a lot of people apply for it, that's for sure. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the the name Brick, like where does that come from? Oh, that came from when I was doing the Ironman triathlons. Um, it actually comes from the way I swim. So yeah. I swim like a brick. I'm, I'm a pom originally. I've been over here nearly 40 years, but I'm not the best of swimmers. I could only ever do breaststroke. So um, it's just I swim like a brick. So, hey, I'm better at running than I am at swimming. <laughs> so that's where it came from was when I was on a thing, forum called Transitions many many years ago so it's, um, so when you used to do your triathlons did you use when you when you did the swim leg did you actually just do breaststroke i taught well i initially yes right until i started doing so i was doing up to half ironmans just doing breaststroke yeah. and then i taught myself how to do um freestyle and i didn't teach myself very well but then i had one of the it's a world champion actually a hawaii world champion winner of hawaii peter jacobs trying to teach me how to swim and he couldn't teach me how to swim either so it's um i'm not a very, i'm still not a very good swimmer but it's uh yeah. that's why i do ultras i guess yeah yeah um do you ever like um i mean I, we know you like ultras but do you do um marathons and park runs and stuff like that too yeah i do i do try and do a park run every saturday yeah uh, because that's basically my speed sessions. So yeah. just a nice quick 5K, and then you either do a run before, run after, or do something with the family, then do another afternoon run as a training run, and then long runs on Sundays. Yeah. And I run marathons quite regularly. Um, I do what in Sydney's called Bums Marathon, B-U-M-S. It's, it's uh, um, the Beaches Unmarked Marathon Series run by Jane Trumper, and it's... Um, it's only $50 to enter. It's an unmarked course. They do time you and everything else, and you've got an entry process, but it's um, just basically a load of friends that do a different course going out to from Manly to Watson's Bay most of the time. Yeah. And, it, and it's just it's just good fun, you know, and the money goes to charity, so yeah. so you can't complain about that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, today, today I was trying to find you on Strava just to find out a little bit more about you, but I couldn't find you. So I don't know if you're on Strava or not, but like how many Ks a week are you running at, at the moment these days? I'm doing between, uh, at the moment, 100, about maybe 100, 110 Ks a week. Yeah. Uh, that's just about to start building up again because I've got um, basically 12, 11 or 12 weeks out from Coast to Cozzy. So I'm going to start building more kilometers and build anywhere between 100 to 160 Ks a week, I guess, will be what I generally do. So, And does that mean it will be your 13th Coast to Cozzy this year? Um, it'll be my 15th start and hopefully my 13th finish. Yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so you're obviously involved in organizing bricks, like you're one of the race directors of bricks backyard ultra um have you been involved in much race directing before i've not been involved at all in race directing um neither has david or alex the my other the other two race directors yeah so we um we haven't put a race on before but we we got excited we were we were actually the whole race is um 
a lot of people are saying, why is it taken so where, like there was only limited time from when it entries to when the race is on. And the reason is that we went up to the elephant race and we were all in the car together driving up there. And we started talking about putting a race on and where's the best place and what do we want to do? And between driving up there, going and racing and driving back, we decided that this would be the best format for us. And there's no, there's no backyard ultra in Sydney, mm. in Sydney itself. So everything else outside of Sydney, which is the only ones that are even close. And so that's why we thought about the best locations and which is good for everybody um, in Sydney. And it's a place that David and I have run a lot because of trail walker. Like we've done over 20 trail walkers between the two of us. So it's, um, we've run this area quite a lot. So it's, um, and it just seemed like an ideal location for everybody really. Yeah. And how long ago was that? Um, that would be now about eight weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Because, two months yeah. Ago, so. yeah. because most of the time when you hear about a backyard ultra being announced, like it, you'll see it's like at least six to 12 months away. So um, um, what, what was, how come it was, you decided to have it so quickly? Uh, we decided when we were talk when we were talking together, we said we would love to do one and we'd love it to be the first um, one in Sydney. Yeah. And I said, well, let's just, why don't we just do it? And we <laughs> said, when's a good, when's a good time? And, and, I'd already applied for Costa Cozy and I'm going, well, it can't be close to Christmas because in December, because there's too many races on then with Costa Cozy and other races coming up. And he said, what about the long weekend? And I'm going like, yeah, well, that's only, um, 10 weeks away from when we were. And we're going like, but we can do this. We have to just get our butts in gear. And there's, because there's three of us, we can all do different parts and, of organ the organization and everything else so and um the three of you decided to run with it and go well, let's just get the thing off and moving and it's um and we'll just you know fly with the whole thing it just makes it more exciting really <laughs> and before this car trip that you had and you decided that you were going to do it had running or organizing a backyard ultra ever crossed your mind before that car trip um i think organizing a race had yeah um i wasn't sure about what kind of race and everything else and i talked to friends before who all who do organize races now and and i thought it's 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 the right sort of thing i just to try and do something but it's like it just never actually eventuated so it's um but doing a backyard just seems to fit in for sydney it's uh and the location we've chosen, which is um, St. Ives Showgrounds, it just fits perfectly because the people at um, Karingai Council wanted somebody to actually put a race on for them because they, they love the Laz and, the, and all that sort of stuff. They all know about it all. And, um, and they're just going like, as soon as we got in touch with them, they're going, we want this race. And they were so helpful that it's like, I'm sure if it was if they weren't helpful, we wouldn't have had this race on um, so quickly because I think most people have a problem in Sydney with red tape from councils and police and everything else. Yeah, but with us, with us just being in um, 
just in the showgrounds area itself. We just had to deal with the showgrounds people, which work for council, and nobody else. So it's no national parks, none of that. And all we had to work out was work out the course so we can get the right distance and not cross any roads because we didn't want to cross roads because we want to have safety and we want to keep it so we're not in the way of the rest of the public sort of thing. Yeah. So, so um, the name Bricks Backyard Ultra, I mean, it's um, there are a few Backyard Ultras who are named after the race director. Like, was it, had you thought of any other names first or did you just think Bricks, Bricks Backyard Ultra, that's a good name, let's just call it that? Um, I, you can, you can, you might have to ask, actually ask, um, David and Alex about that one. Cause that was their idea. So right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, I think part of it's because I've been around ultras for quite a long time. So it's, um, and a lot of people know me, so it's just like, and it's kind of fits the name does, does fit in quite well. So it's, um, it rolls off the tongue quite nicely. Yeah, it sounds good. Uh, which is good. Yeah. So you did mention that um, it's, it's going to be the first one in Sydney. Um, I mean, there's been a few in New South Wales and a, like a fair distance away from Sydney. But why do you think – But and there are a few more starting to pop up in New South Wales and the sy surrounding Sydney areas. But why do you think it is that it's taken so long um, for a backyard ultra to um, arrive in Sydney compared to the rest of Australia? I think part of it is what I mentioned before is the red tape of Sydney itself. So if you're going into um, if you go into national parks and you've got to deal with national parks and then half the time you'll be in councils as well. So it's I'm, other than that, I can't really understand why there's there hasn't been one in Sydney itself. It's like I know um, Tony, a friend of mine, does does Blue Goat up in the Blue Mountains backyard, and it's like that's all on his property. So it's like it's easy for him to do because it's, it's literally on his property in the Blue Mountains. So it's um, – but other than that, the, the, a lot of places I think it's going to be – it really will be just to do with – how hard it is to get red through red tape of councils and whatever else i think so other than that i don't really know yeah fair enough um and because this format is still quite new i speak to race directors who had actually never been to a backyard ultra before until the one that they were race directing at so mm -hmm. have you actually been to a backyard ultra before yourself yeah, I've been to a couple of blue goats for oh, which yeah. it does, and I've been to a couple of those, and that's the only ones I've been to. I haven't been to any others, but then I watch. I got another friend that does the AAA stuff up in Queensland, and yeah. he does backyard ultras as well. So I know Alan really well, so I always follow his races, and it's um and the formats just it's it's just fun and it makes it. So it's it's not the fastest, but I like the format because it's not the fastest person that's going to win. It's um, and it doesn't matter who it is; it can be male, female, small, large, whatever else. It's going to be the one who's got the most heart to a point than anything else. So, mm. and um, I'm guessing that you've probably watched all the um, backyard ultra 
documentaries on YouTube and stuff like that? Uh, I've watched a few. So <laughs> yeah. you, you get you get sucked in and suckered in a little bit about all these things. But it's yeah. um I try i I'm a coach driver, so I get to watch a, a few different things at times. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, there's some pretty good ones on there. Do, do, do any spring to mind, um, any of the Backyard Ultra documentaries, do any come to mind um, that you think are really good or your favourite? Um, uh, I'm not really sure. I've, the last, last, recently just watching the Dead Cow Gully one was just, yeah. just following along, which Phil Gore did. That was just absolutely phenomenal it was like it's just so hard to believe that somebody can keep doing that pace for so long which is like i'm kind of blown away by that and um and then to have two of them doing the same thing is just is is just out of this world really so yeah uh, that was that's going to be one of my favorite ones definitely to follow this last this last year but it's yeah. uh and Jennifer Russo, when she did hers, was I just loved it when women win because mm -hmm. it just goes to prove that it's not just the big, strong men that can win all this sort of stuff. It's um, women can do really, really well at these races. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so just out of interest, like when you've traveled um, a lot to run in different races, so have you ever been close to running in a backyard ultra before? Um, no, the closest one I would get to would have been Blue Goat, but it's too it's too close to Coast of Cozy, right? Because it's only two weeks away from Coast of Cozy. So I thought about going up to Queensland to do Alan's one, which was I think it was about two weeks ago, but it's um, but it just hasn't fitted. They just haven't fitted in with what I've been planning all the time, so. And around injuries as we get older we get injured but yeah. it's um i still plan on doing one one day it might it could work it could be well well be bricks one year so yeah won't be this year because the three of us are going to be busy i'm sure race directing but and sorting stuff out but we hope to um get one of the race directors to be actually be able to run it um next year because yeah. we're hoping yeah. to do if we if if it all goes to plan as is planned at the moment, we're hoping to do it biannually. So we'll do two races a year of Bricks Backyard. Yeah, cool. We'll let the race directors get a get a run in. At least two of them next year would be nice. So yeah, and um, you did mention injuries. Like, do you have like a particular part of your body or a troublesome area that that you've got to watch out for getting injured at the moment or um i've just got over some um achilles problems mm. so and last year was a back problem which i got at unreasonable east which um slowed me down too much to so i ended up dnfing at costa cozy but it's um so other than those but they've us they've all gone away now so i'm training hard i'm training well i'm happy with where my training's going so, and I'm enjoying it. So it's cool. Yeah, awesome. Um, so the bricks course itself, like what what can you tell us about it? What can I tell you about the course? Um, <laughs> uh, it's predominantly it's on um, grass. 
So you've got, I've got this written down because I couldn't remember. Where <laughs> is it? It's um, basically four kilometers of grass and about 2.7 kilometers of, um, of fire trail. So we do a, we've, we've, we were looking, I've had um, David went out to, has been out to a few different backyards just to check them out and see how they do things. And we decided we're doing this, we're doing a horseshoe shape thing around and out and back. So your crew can actually see you in the first 600 meters or so of the race and the last 600 meters of the race. So you can get to the end of the race and you can run past your crew and tell them when you finish what you want from them. Right. So, so it gives them a heads up of if you want a cup of tea, if you want this, that, and the other, if you've got blisters, they can come and sort them out and get the blister kit ready. Um, and then they also go past them at halfway and they go past an aid station at halfway so they can pick up their own water or tailwind or something like that at halfway. So obviously they can't be supported there because that's not within the backyard ultra thing, mm. but it's, um, but they can pick up stuff from the aid station. Yeah. So, so if they, when they run past there, you, the crew gets to see them, their families get to see them. It's a, uh, the good thing about the, our whole course is it's a very family-friendly area. So you can bring your dogs because we've got dog parks. There's a cafe there which is open from 7 till 2. And we're going to do food which people can buy and tea and coffee and all that sort of stuff. So it's going to be a hopefully a family affair which you'll be able to enjoy as well. Yeah, And that's the good thing about St. Ives Showground. It's just built up for families. So. Yeah, cool. And, and um, have you measured the elevation of the course? Um, it's about sixty-five meters. Yep. Overall, for each for each yard. Yep. Um, so it's pretty. It's pretty flat then. Yeah, there's two little hills, and we do, we did that on purpose because we want we want people to go because I've got quite a few friends that are, are doing in brick bricks just to try and get a hundred miles. So their target is actually, oh, they've got others which are targeting the 100Ks and some which are targeting 80Ks and things like this. And it's going to be the furthest they've ever run. Mm. And we're going like, if you put lots of elevation in, then it makes it harder for them because you can't do the yard in the time. Yeah. But if you limit the elevation, so we want people to do well. That's the that's the whole idea of, um, of bricks is to people to enjoy it and do well at it. So. And if they can get to their 24 hours, then they've got the 100 miles, and that'd be pretty cool for quite a few people. Yeah. And is there any um, hard surfaces like concrete or asphalt or anything like that? No, not at all. Oh, cool. So it's not, it will be nice and, um, nice and easy on people's feet and legs then as well then? Yeah. there's Some some of the fire trails are a little bit rocky. Yeah. But you can go um, – with the first, when the when the first people, when you've got a hundred or more people running at the start, there's um, hopefully they'll spread out when they do the horseshoe shape around the around the horse oval, mm. and then they'll have a little bit more room. So, and then there's three out and backs and around because it all stays literally in the showground area. So, right. The shoes, would you say? to wear road shoes or trail shoes i've run it in both um i would personally i'd use road shoes i wouldn't bother with trail shoes unless it rains if it yeah. rains then i'd be using trail shoes but if it's i don't think they're necessary 
um, for the course. It's not rough, rough, and it's not slippy unless it rains. Then if it was rains, then I'd use something that deals. It, it's not going to get very muddy because that's not the way this course is. It's not the showgrounds. It all it'll drain off quite well. Yeah. But I'd, that's the only reason I'd use trail shoes personally. Yeah. Have you looked at the long range forecast to see if there's rain or it's too far away to worry about, it's do you think? Too far away at the moment because it keeps yeah. changing so much. Yeah. I think the chances are it's going to be no rain. It could be quite warm. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's warm down here in Melbourne at the moment. We're going like 25, 26 degrees. Uh, for Sydney Marathon on Sunday, it's, up to, it's already got time um, for 28, 29 in Sydney. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's going to be a pretty warm weekend this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you did mention that the court, the be up, uh, so the bricks course, it the, it's like a family friendly kind of place. Um, people can bring their dogs. There's dog parks, so so it's easy for the general public to go to. Um, then there will be general public there who aren't involved in the race, just who are there to do stuff. Will there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's lots of picnic areas around which we run. We'll run past in the course. So you'll see general public will see people running and wonder what's going on. Yeah. And it's um and there's gonna be a circus on in the main arena this weekend on the long weekend as well. Oh really? Yeah. So and we run next to a place called Treetops, which is one of our sponsors. So and they've given us a couple of tickets for them, which is for kids, which you know the when they go up and they do walking along on the treetops and all this rope work and all that sort of stuff for little ones. Oh so, yeah. So we'll actually run past that and down the side so the kids will see the runners going up all the time, all day through there, which is kind of cool. Yeah, they'll all be asking for high fives. Yes, yeah, yeah. So it'll be good. <laughs> yeah. And the general public will see it and it's um, it, it'll be, should get a little bit of notoriety, let's say, for, um, for Bricks Backyard and basically Backyard Ultras and Ultra Running full stop. You know, it's cool. And so will the circus be going while the race is going as well? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Which They're is probably, cool. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the runners will, will be able to hear, like, the circus music, I guess. Yes, yeah. And we'll have our own music anyway because we've got a whole PA system we checked out today, which is kind of cool. So, But we're away enough from the circus not to get involved with them and get in the way of them and them to get in the way of us. So which is kind of nice. So, Perfect. Um, how long did it take to actually measure and design the course? <laughs> David did. David's been on the course. He's been out in this area for, well, as soon as we decided to do it, I reckon he's done about 20 different courses. Right. So it's um, to get the measuring done, to get, and because initially we were going to go one way and go down a few hills and, we just we were up to about 160 um, meters of vert. Oh my gosh, just far too much. So then we had to try and take things out. So we when, as soon as you take a hill out, you've got to add distance in somewhere else. So it's um, so it's taken us a while to get the course to as it is. And there was other parts where where if we went in another way, we'd start having to deal with national parks and everything else, which we didn't want to do because as i said before it's more red tape so it makes it a lot harder to get races on quickly so so it's all been pretty it, it's as i said david david works for himself so he can go out and 
sort all this stuff out a lot easier than the rest of us do normal jobs, let's say. <laughs> it's a good thing as three of three of us, as I said, the three of us doing different parts of the organization for it all is um it's worked very, very well. Yeah. And and because it's bricks backyard ultra, did did you have to run the course and give it the seal of approval till before you it was finalized? Um uh, what we do because there's three of us if um if two people say yes or two people say no that's the way it goes yeah. so there's no arguments because it's just a simple you ask a question you put things forward and you go and if the other two go yes or no then that's what happens it's like it's a majority decision then you you can try and argue your point but majority decision is it simple as that it's very easy so yeah. it means there's no arguments about it all yeah sounds good now um I think it's a really cool thing that um, there's going to be prize money, $2,000 to the male and female last one standing. Um, it's not really that common for backyard ultras to have prize money. It is becoming a little bit more, you hear about it a little bit more now. But how did you, when did you make the decision that you wanted to offer prize money? Um, uh, when we were talking about it initially, um, we basically said we should do prize money because we want to bring make this make the sport um, bigger because it's it's ultra running is good fun and it's it's good for the family and everything else and then it's um, it's just a matter of trying to bring elites in to run with everybody else as well. Yeah. So if there's a couple of grand up, then you might get some good runners running with um, let's say mums and dads and everything else and the mums and dads in this format can win against whoever it is it doesn't make any difference you know it's like doesn't mean that because you're a professional or or seriously fast that you're going to win these because it's the format's just a very um oh, what's the right word it, it just it sorts the chaff out you know it's um it's a nice format to go i can do this and it's it's more of a, um, well, I think it's a lot of mental strength as well as the physical to be able to get five, ten minutes sleep and then keep running. Is um, But it's not running slow either because after once you've done it for 24 hours, it's still a reasonable pace, you know, so it's, it's hard work. Yeah, definitely. So you are offering prize money to the last male standing as well as the last female standing now i don't know if you know or not that um dead cow gully have recently announced ten thousand dollars for the last one standing and yeah. it's just the one just the one um so what's your um and i mean and some people are like oh you should be offering it to the last female standing as well so what's your um how did you come up with the decision to give it to the last man and the last female standing I wanted to give the guys a chance to get some money um, because, as we said before, women can win this race as well. It's yeah. um, I'm very much into equal opportunities. So equal opportunities, why should women, if, if, if you get, say, Phil Gore turns up, then why should they not have a chance to win a race as well? It's You're not winning as in you're not the last one standing, so you don't win, you wouldn't win Brick's Backyard, but you can still get, the $2,000 and it's supporting 
the elite women or the more elite, let's say, women or the, the um, ones who have got more talent at this sort of a race, mm. male and female, whichever way it goes, it's, it's supporting that sort of runner, which is, I think it's a lot nicer to do, let's say, equal opportunities. Um, yeah, that's what I, that's my opinion anyway. It's, um, yeah. Sure. The, and in that car ride when you decided you were going to do bricks, is that when you decided there's going to be prize money on the table as well? Or did you think, did you decide that later on? Uh, no, there was always, there was always going to be, initially there was going to be prize money. And it was until, because we weren't expecting to get quite so many entries as we've got for the first year, because it is the first year of one in Sydney. Yeah. So, um, so as soon as we basically could, we, that's when we announced that we were going to make the um, women's prize as well because we could afford to. Because yeah. you can't you can't go into a race and lose lots of money because we wouldn't be able to do another one. So it's um, so it's it's going quite well. It's um, we're not going to make we're not going to be schoolionaires out of this at all. <laughs> but that's not the point. It's. Yeah. Um, it's it it's good. So we've had we've got like a hundred and ten entries now. So so if you want to do bricks, get in because you've only about forty people left can enter. So um, and do you do you know the um the ratio of male to female in the race out of that one hundred and ten runners at the moment? Um, I'm not quite sure. But it's um, Alex would know that one. I'm not really sure. It's um, we've got quite a few females. It's um, which is nice. There's um, there's a lot more females than are in it, that than I've seen in a lot of other backyard ultras. Mm. So I don't know whether that is because of the prize money for male and female or not. I don't know. But it's um, after we did that, we seem to get a few quality um, females entering. So it's um it's good. Yeah. So. It's really good. Um what I know so it starts on the thirtieth of September. Yes, what, yep. what time does it start? So it's an eight o'clock. Yeah. Eight to eight AM start. Yep. And it's um which is pretty cool because it gives everybody time to they can sleep in their own boat. We are over six million people in Sydney, so they can sleep in their own beds, come to and drive to drive to us which is only even from southern sydney you're talking about an hour and a half at the most and set up and then get gives them plenty of time to actually start the race without being too tired to start with and everything else from anywhere in sydney really so and that's the reason why we made eight o'clock so it's people saying some people are saying oh why can't you make it earlier so it's cool and said but you're going to be going for 24 hours so it doesn't make much difference yeah. so, but it's um so the reason was so that people can set up and get themselves set up for for a long run mm. and um and get set up properly with gazebos and all this because of the way we've got it the way we've got the park set up where we're, where we are they can set their gazebos up and we can have heaps of gazebos and all this sort of stuff set up so they can be supported well yeah yeah um are, are runners able to um set up their gazebos the night before or does it have to be the morning of uh officially officially <laughs> <laughs> officially there's no camping in the in the campgrounds yeah that's what i'm going to say 
Okay. <laughs> Did yeah. I just say that? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, so you did mention um, there's about two weeks to go and there's about 40 spots available left. Is that right? Yeah, we've got about, I think it's about, as of today, about 110 entries. Yeah. Um, we're capped at 150 at the moment. So, which is, yeah. um, if we get we get some more, I'm sure after there's a few people I know that are, are doing Sydney Marathon on Sunday that are thinking of entering that haven't yet. So I'm sure we'll be getting some more after Sunday because mm -hmm. it's um, they as soon as they come back from that and they go, oh, I'm feeling pretty good. Then they'll then they're going to enter. So that's what a few people have told me. So yeah, yeah see how they pull up now. Um, so I'm not sure we're on. The Sydney Marathon. Do they have shorter distances like five k, ten k, half half marathon distances? Yes. Yeah, yeah. They, I know they got a ten k or ten or eleven k bridge run, a half marathon, and a marathon. Yeah. I'm not sure if they have a five. I don't think they have five. I think the shortest is the eleven. Right. Okay. So um, you're probably more likely to get the runners doing those shorter distances who are less likely to pull up sore. Yeah. We might mm -hmm. get a couple of marathon runners as well, though. Yeah, we'll get some of them. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I know it's hard to say, but you know the course and you know a, you would know a little bit about the runners who have signed up so far. Um, so how long do you expect the race to go for? Um, with some of the runners, it, it, well, it depends. It, yeah. Because with people like Ben Hurst in it, it could go for quite, quite a long time. Because he's um, he's he's pretty damn good. Um, we've got Pam Muston, one of the women, which is, oh, which yeah. is another coast to Cozzy. Yeah. Um, great runner. Yeah, she's um, been she's been on this podcast. Yep. Yeah, she's she's really good, and she's she's a lovely lady, and she yeah. entered. Um, we've got Kate Cash, and and it's um, what is it? Steve Bain. Uh, who else? We've got Corey and Warren, which are two young people. Oh, what happened then? Um, which are two young young guys in Sydney. Um, yeah. They're both quite quick, so we'll see how they go. It's um, they're both well. Warren's a long. He's done some long stuff. Corey's longest he's ever run is a hundred k. So, it's, um, but he's quick. It's, um, we'll see how his stuff goes. And yeah. Heather Hopkins and a few other people. There's 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 some quality runners in there, and then I'm sure there's going to be some people that we don't know even um, that are going to do well, which you don't even know are in the race at the moment. Yeah, I'm just going to, just going to plug my phone in because it's going to die. Otherwise. Oh, okay. Sorry. No worries. It's plugged in now. It's oh, nice. cool. Um. <clears throat> so. How are people <laughs> going to be able to follow at home? Is there going to be a live stream, Facebook, and live timing, and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, we've got we're going to do um, live. We've got live timing. Yep. So onlinetiming.com.au are doing our timing. They're um, they do Colin, who owns that, does the Sydney Trail series. So I'm not sure if you've heard of the Sydney Trail series, but he, that's a group of races in Sydney. Yep. So he's doing the timing. So that'll be live timing on that. And we're going to do, Alex is doing all our media. So he's going to be doing Facebook, hourly Facebook um, updates. Yep. 
And we're also having prize draw every hour as well for the 30, first, if it goes for 36 hours, for the first 36 hours, yeah. we're having a prize draw every hour. So on a ticket, so every, every runner will get a ticket. And then if you want to buy tickets to go into the prize draw, you can. Um, so we get prizes from all our different sponsors and everything else, So which is cool. Yeah, um, in the Facebook page, has that been set up? I haven't actually, don't remember noticing it yet, but do I just search for Bricks Backyard Ultra and it will come up? Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, perfect. Now, um, do you plan on staying awake for the entire race? Myself? Yeah. Um, I'm hoping I'm hoping to stay awake for most likely the first three days and then on the if it goes if it carries on past the monday night then i will be going to sleep because on the tuesday i'll be going to work i'll be driving a coach okay. so and um and david will have to be taking over because he's the only one that will be able to carry on with it so we'll see how long it goes but that's three days so that's that's quite a long time yeah yeah for sure yeah um and if you were running in it how far would you go <laughs> that's a very that's a very interesting question um <laughs> oh at the moment i'm i'm not running too bad so um i'd be hoping to get at least 36 hours i guess so and then see how it went but it's um i'd be hoping to something like that yeah yeah well that's a 36 that's really good that's really good. Uh, um, and what about like in the very peak of your career? Like, do you reckon you'd get sixty? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> when I was doing things like the Anzac Ultra, which was the four hundred and fifty k, and and the six day races and things like that, I I don't know. I could have. I, I'd be I'd be wanting to do yeah, maybe the four sixties. That'd be nice. Yeah. So it's um it's it's hard to say really isn't it because you're going to go in when you were when you're quick and you're doing this that and the other but there's the the different formats from from as we were talking about before a six day race is slightly different because you can get a break for two hours and then you go back out and you keep going for another 16 hours yeah and then you get an hour break or something like that but this you don't get half an hour you don't get you know, you're getting five or ten minutes break where you can fall asleep, close your eyes, and then somebody wakes you up and tells you you're going in three minutes' time. So it's um, it's slightly different. If you can look after you, I think it's the biggest thing is looking after your body and trying to get those little naps. If you can get a nap, even if it's only for five minutes, it makes a massive difference. I found that on Costa Cozy sometimes. Other times I've never, I haven't stopped and I've done 32 hours or something, but it's like, that's not a problem. You can do that. But once you get into two days, it's like when I did Unreasonable, it's, um, you go into two and three days, you need a little bit of sleep. Yeah. So that's why I think what Phil Gore did was, it's quite phenomenal. You know, it's like 102 yards is, a, is, is, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's mind blowing, especially after you've done a backyard 
you and you've finished you've finished the backyard like I did 33 yards on the weekend and then two or three days later I'm thinking they would still be going now it's still running yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. <laughs> they're still going and they're still going at that same pace as you were running at yeah. so and they've been doing it for the last four days <laughs> yeah. yeah it's amazing so, yeah um you did mention about um having two a year um is that something that you're going to think more, more about once this one's finished or is that something that um like would it be at the same venue twice a year or um what time of the year would it would they both be be in uh yeah we're thinking about the same venue um we'll see how this one goes but we want to have one we'd like to have one in the first half of the year and then go back to the same time for this week for this long weekend again so sort of march april time maybe and it's um and then the you know, september october time which is the long weekend which yeah. is the long weekend just makes it nice the only awkward thing is that we get daylight saving as well so it will confuse people because you start at eight o'clock but you won't be doing your 24 24th yard until the nine o'clock because right. yeah. at three o'clock it suddenly becomes four o'clock yeah yeah <laughs> so um. And when you have two a year, will they both be called Brooks Backyard Ultra or will you come up with a second name? Um, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. The, the, one, the one at the beginning of the year might be, might be Brick's 60th birthday backyard or something. I don't know because I'm yeah. 60 next year. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, so um, just uh, yourself, do you have any races on your radar i mean i think you mentioned you are doing coast to cozy again this year yeah i've got coast to cozy in december yeah um and i'm gonna do um hume hovel 100 kilometer as well as uh basically that's going to be a training run for coast to cozy so that's all i've got left for the oh, i've got sydney marathon on sunday so i throw a few marathons in every now and again but it's um it just gets you on the road and gets you running a lot which is nice so yeah. um what, what's your marathon pb uh 307 yeah pretty decent it's not bad for an old bloke yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um do you think we'll see you at any backyard ultras as a runner anytime soon um i'd like to do one i'm gonna have to uh well if I'm lucky enough, it might actually be at Bricks next year. And the same was we're hoping that at least one of the race directors be able to do um, the race next year when we do it for each of those two. So either myself, David, or Alex will do the one at the beginning of the year and swap around and let one of the others do it for the second one in the year. Yeah. So, so the chances of me doing one are, um, are getting a lot closer unless I go up and do, uh, I could go up and do Allen's because there's triple a backyard up in Queensland, which is, um, which is a friend of mine's race, which is, which I wouldn't mind going and doing that because I haven't seen it for a while. So mm. it should be cool. Yeah. So. <laughs> and, um, what would your three tips be for doing well at Brick's backyard ultra? 
Um, first things first, look after your feet. Um, next one, look after your nutrition. So keep your food coming in regularly and try and get those, if anything, well, to go with the nutrition one is if anything goes wrong, just fix it straight away. As you come in at the end of each yard, if you've got something which is a hot spot, fix it. And this is basically, this is just general ultra running advice, actually, but it's, um, and for this one, because it's, it's the special format try and get those five minutes rest if you can 10 minutes rest whether it's five or ten minutes if you could even lying down for 10 minutes and closing your eyes even if you don't go to sleep makes a massive difference it's um because you just rest relax your body if you've got crew there and they can wake you up it's cool and it's um give yourself that i think give yourself that three minutes when you get your three minute warning get up and don't leave that till the last second to actually get up and get into the corral. Get up and wake yourself up a little bit before you go. Walk the hills. Yeah. Which is, there's, there's only two little hills, but it's um, walk the hills. It's, you, it's not a race as in you, you. it doesn't matter if you finish in 35 minutes or, or 55 minutes. If you get enough rest and you manage to eat, to eat and drink, then and get all your fuel in and get enough rest, then you're going to keep going. So yeah. speed can be a killer. So for some of the younger people, which are fast, they don't do so well because they go try and go too quick at the beginning. So they tire themselves out, I think. So just watching stuff online, that's what it certainly seems like anyway. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. Well, they sound like some pretty good tips. That's for sure. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, Brick, it sounds like it's going to be a great race, and I'm looking forward to following along. That's for sure. Yeah, cool. All right, no, I'm. We're really, we we really are. Myself, David, and Alex are really looking forward to putting it on and hoping it goes really well. And I'm sure we're going to learn from this event because we haven't race directed before. But it's um, Colin's done a little bit. The guy who's doing the online timing. So we'll learn a little bit from him. And I know I've got lots of friends who've done races and put on races and everything else. So it's, um, I'm sure they'll help me. It's like Pam, Pam Muston. She puts races on. Mm. So she runs a couple of races a year. And so if there's anything she notices, I'm sure she'll let me know because I know a lot of people been around when you've been around a little while, it's, um, it's not hard to get to know people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's such a good community, the ultra running community. So it, it's a, um, it's a good way to make lots of friends. That's for sure. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, very close friends. So it's good. Yeah. Um, well, look, um, Brick. Thanks heaps for coming on. Uh, I'm really looking forward to following your backyard ultra, and um, looking forward to seeing how do you, how you go at Coast to Gozzi. All the best with that as well. Thank you. Thanks very much. <laughs> we'll uh, be, be in touch and all the best cheers mate thank you catch you later bye. bye if you've enjoyed this podcast it would be awesome if you could share comment like subscribe all of that if you've got any feedback shoot me a message hope you have a great day see ya